bitch. I didn't want to be on Worldstar. I had a fear of being on Worldstar. Did was everyone deep. have a fear of being on Worldstar when it first <laughs> when it first was like Worldstar? <sighs> happy you're joining us again or for the first time. Just a quick reminder that I am not a licensed sex therapist or um, a licensed sex coach. I am simply a person who is interested in creating space for us to explore our sensuality, sexuality, and eroticism through conversation and inquiry. We have some notes and links at the end of the show for resources, and we invite guests with their own expertise and experiences. We welcome love and feedback, especially when it helps us to be more inclusive. Welcome to our show. I have two guests in the studio with me tonight. They need to know how amazing you are. Um, And um, I thought since I had a baby, it would only be appropriate to bring two of his aunties into the studio tonight. So we have first Dorian Ray, who is a, a photographer, business owner, plant mommy, dog mommy, (laughs) wonderful human being here with us in the studio tonight. Say hi, Dorian. Oh, hi. Hi. Yes. Um, And then we also have with us Taylor. Crenshaw, are we saying? the Okay, cool. Taylor Crenshaw, who is also an entrepreneur, um, founder of Gold Beams, which is a wonderful or- art organization and um, event organization in the Bay Area. If you ever come, you must come to our events because I also work with them. And so does Dorian. Oh! And um, she is an artist, a poet, a curator. Um, also joining us in the studio tonight. Say hi. Yeah, <laughs> New York is in the building. New York, stand up. Westchester, stand up. I do this for my homies. That's right. So now the cat's out of the bag. Um, and I have um, two of my great friends in the studio with us tonight. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to invite them is just like, like you heard their bios they're dynamic women (laughs) and um I love that about both of them but also like I think that um a lot of what I talk about on the podcast is influenced by some of my most precious relationships and I think sometimes when we think about relationships we think about 
um, like love and romantic relationships, but like these two bitches are like my best friends uh-huh. in Oakland. We work together, but Hashtag we also BFF. vibe, right? And like, I just think that um, relationships between um, women are really sacred and important. Cultivating relationships with your like friends in general is really important. So I wanted to bring my friends on so we could talk shit and I could leave my son at home and drink wine <laughs> and smoke weed and be with my besties. <laughs> Love doing drugs. Yes, we do. We do like doing drugs. There, there could have been other drugs Girls involved, who do drugs. But, yeah. <laughs> it's decriminalized in Oakland. Just go to church. Right. Right. Yeah. right. It's part of my religion. I'm anyway. also double fisting. A, yes. Yeah. A glass of wine. Taylor has learned the and pleasure of double fisting. Glass of tequila. <laughs> Lynn poured my shot. shot up to the top of the tequila cup. What else is the top of the cup for? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they make them that size if not to be? God, I believe in abundance. Only bartenders were like as nice. <laughs> I believe in abundance, and that's what I'm manifesting, so you're welcome. (laughs) Um, Okay, so tonight the topic is, um, so, okay, I want you guys to take a journey with me for a moment. Um, Taylor, and actually, Dorian, you both know this dream that I have, so there is this wonderful essay that is by um, Audrey Lord, who's like one of my biggest in- inspirations for the podcast, her and Adrian Marie Brown. And she has an essay that's called Uses of the Erotic and the Erotic as Power, where she just writes about really the power of divine femininity and like living in that and what it has to contribute to the world. And um when I read that essay, it like changed my life and it changed my philosophy on sensuality and eroticism. So the journey that I would like for you to take with me is that uh, every year I would love, it would make my heart so happy to host an annual reading of this essay because it's recorded with Audre Lorde like speaking um, and just bring together black women of all generations, little girls to aunties in their 30s to like grandmothers, great grandmothers to like listen to snippets of this essay and then talk about it. And I would love to do this um, with food mm-hmm. as well, like buffet style, shrimp and grits, waffle, chicken and waffles, you know. Um, maybe even collard greens and macaroni just because like, you know, it's in between lunch and bre- and breakfast. So A why cup not? Of tequila filled all the way to the right. top. Mimosas. Glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and everyone is wearing all white. And like, I just want us to come. I want there to be a little space for the girls to like play on a fluffy carpet on the floor for the aunties to like sit and like, you know, gossip with each other or whatever you want to call it, talking. (laughs) And then for like, you know, just observation, being present, all of this kind of stuff, pictures, feeling beautiful in your skin and like just having round table discussions, panel discussions, whatever the case may be. That is like, I can see this event happening or even like sitting in a circle because for some reason I really like 
circles. They're very sacred, right? Yeah. So um, this, for me, having this conversation with y'all is like a first step toward realizing that vision because the questions I'm going to ask you are sort of based off of this essay that's really powerful. And then I also, like, both of you guys I've talked to about this dream that I have, but um, I'm still working on manifesting it. Well, I'm excited. I feel like the conversation should help with the manifesting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> As am I. The drinks is free. <laughs> they are. That they are. So y'all know how to get Taylor in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wants double-fisted free drinks. Yeah. I told you double-fisted. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay, so um, I have, first of all, have either of you read um, Uses of the Erotic or The Erotic as Power? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of people haven't. And I think also, I was thinking about sending it to you beforehand, but I feel like there's a way to interact. With, I think a lot of the things we talk about already sort of interact with this essay, um, and I don't think it's like necessary to have read it to talk about like it's all black feminist critical theory. And like what is more what is more than like sitting around with your friends talking about the world at large for and black I think women? It's cool that we don't have perspective on the piece. Yeah. Because we can still give you what it is that we think yeah. about what you're the questions that you have to ask without already having that yeah. as a framework exactly. or a background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to totally get, like, agree. my natural responses versus, mm-hmm. like, my, uh, my first. I thought about it. My, yeah. Yeah. I studied the, right. the material. Mm-hmm. Whatever the difference yeah. is between the two. Well, um, and our that means, like, the more authentic to, like, our own experiences. Because I think every person experiences femininity and, like, divine feminine energy like very differently it looks different for each person and I um think that yeah I think each of you embody that too in very different ways so it's like interesting to hear without the framework there okay so the questions themselves um I'm on my naughty librarian again they come from uh the black women's free library in LA Um, And they develop these questions that are based on, like, the uses of the erotic. So the first question is, um, what, oh, and feel free to, like, go in any order, but what are the ways you practice self-worth in life, relationships, work, et cetera? Well, I can definitely say with with work, um, I always... Like, I need my friends to tell me, like, to increase my prices and, and stuff for things. And it helps me. It's a it's a part of the process because the process is not, you know, all external. It's, it's a lot internal, too. Like, what is it that I need? Like, I need it to logically make sense to me. I need to know that this is something that I'm able to do and perform in a, with with high, high quality. Um, and with my self worth like it's it's almost like it's like providing a, a a metric to it um but not in a bad way it's like oh i'm here here's where i want to be um and at this point i know that like my time is worth my price doubling <laughs> my my hourly rate went from one price to another 
And I just gave it for like the first time last week. Like I, I was ready. I, I knew that once one side of the business overpowered like the internal side, like and then that would logically tell me when it kicked in. I was like, bitch, it fucking kicked in the door. And so like with worth, that's my, I guess my practice of it. Um, when I'm like tired and I'm like, dog, like in order for me to do this, in order for me to live a certain way, that's just necessary. What I'm giving you, like, and so that, um, with love, like it's difficult because I think I'm a great person, but that doesn't always translate to guys. Like I feel very, and, and so then that, like, I, you know, like, I have to build up my worth, but, like, romantically, I don't think someone has understood or have has seen the what my worth is as in, in, in what it actually is. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, bitch, it's, whoa, like, all of that? Like, okay. Um, and then, what was the third? Um, just in life in general or like any roles in your life? Uh, worth, my self-worth has a lot to do with like what I, I naturally want to do, even though it might, like what are the things that are necessary? Like I really want to go to Art Basel in December and then spend a month in Paris. Like mm. that's going to be a little pricey little flight, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but being like, you know, I, I go through when I like I like traveling. And so when I want to go somewhere or do something new, like I'll think about like, does this is this significant in the life that I want to live? So like going to get inspired at Art Basel. Yes. Also, I'd be going to Paris to see Jordan play. Oh, yeah. Rafiki at Disney yeah. in Paris during yeah. his run. Like, it. you know, having a Baldwin moment in Paris. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like all the things. Like, I feel like that just ties into like what's necessary for my work, like yeah. my research. Like, this is work for me. This is always how I want it. I have to define that for me and my life of work. I always wanted it to be like that, right? So, like, I look at it like that. It's my, my work. So. Mm-hmm. Those are my answers. Yeah. What about for you? I feel like it's really hard. And it's not something that I am used to practicing. Mm-hmm. So when you, Taylor, when you speak about like raising your price, Im- immediately that's that's one of the things that I think about. Um, I have... I've, we business bitches yeah. in here, bitch. Because <laughs> I'm bossing. Right. Um, <laughs> How do I make money, honey? But like, that's um, that, so when you asked that question immediately, I was like, how do I get people... How do I get... my The way I practice self-worth feels like earning money to me. <laughs> It's yeah. very monetizable Damn, for me. Capitalism is real. Um, oh my this, this whole thing's I am tails and there um, or maybe I'm Sonic and I'm just chasing after these <laughs> rings all day. Um, but that, I need a really big ring. I'm gonna just do all your atlas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Be my ghostwriter, please, Tay. <laughs> um, but I I was I was told not too long ago by another photographer that uh I can't I can't shoot at certain rates because at certain rates that are that devalue me because okay. 
it also sets a tone for how other photographers after me are going to be treated and how their what their price is going to be. So when I think about practicing self-worth, for whatever reason, it doesn't always come first for me. Mm-hmm. But it, when I think about how that's going to look for other other people like me, then I feel like that's when I actually practice it, and it feels like I need to. But if it's just on me, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't care. It's like, oh, whatever. I'm not really tripping too much about practicing that. Um, that's interesting. I have one follow up question. Do you feel like it's the same with like working with like relationships or familial connections? Like- I think it's it's been. Um, a super similar uh, trait for me to act the same way throughout all of those things. Mm. But it, um, in that same breath, as I find ways to value myself and my worth in work mm-hmm. and understanding, like I can't cut myself short there because if I do, I'm cutting other women short yeah, too. Yeah. Um, then it, trickles down and it's like okay now I have to think I'm also thinking about the the way that I want to see that in other areas in my life yeah and the way that I'm learning practicing is heavy in boundaries (laughs) boundaries wow um (laughs) whoa (laughs) yeah so I (laughs) I am speechless because I feel like boundaries are just such a huge part of anything in my life right now. Like, I heard this quote that said something like, we can't always know what doesn't give us, or we can't always know what gives us satisfaction, but we know when something is dissatisfying. And that is also telling so, like, making sure that you're paying attention to not just the things that feel really good in your life, but, like, the things that don't feel good are just as informational and telling. And I didn't realize that yeah. you should pay attention to that. I thought, what's wrong with me? Why does this not feel good? Instead of being like, oh, no, it doesn't feel good for a reason. So yeah. you, And you don't have to try to make it fit. And that's enough. I'm now feeling like... So, the type of person who I want, so, you know, me me and my best friend forgave each other mm. and each other. Like, you know what I mean? Where mm. I feel like I'm, I try to be really understanding of people and, you know, once once we untangle something, things are good, but I feel like... Um, in the relationships that matter to me the most where I feel like a lack of love or a lot of a dissatisfaction a dissatisfactory experience mm-hmm. so like family like you know dating um I feel like in the the relationships that I have pain points they're not they're not actively trying to break down themselves or me to have a deeper understanding to build a more a better relationship, a deeper relationship, you know, a more evolved relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like either me like taking that, you know, 
that approach, you know what I mean? And people finding it to be like refreshing. Um, but like when I when it when I don't feel it back, it's like uh you know, like I just I'm leveled with it. Mm. And uh that means like I feel like I'm a bigger person to understand, but I still don't feel understood. And I understand that they can't understand me or I don't feel the effort. Or if I explain that, it's not going to feel the same, you know, like, you know, people say if like people will like you, like you would know it, like, you know, and this is not just romantically, but it's, you know, family Um, too. mm -hmm. It's like, I would want to try to do something different. I would want to, you know, see where she's coming. I want to value this person, you know. I would want to think about what would make this person happy and what they would want to see from me and and be there and, like, actively, you know, get better for Mm -hmm. me, like, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, so it's, it's a void. I don't know if it's, like, me feeling, me, like, thinking that I'm putting it to bed is putting it to bed. And then, like, years later, it's, like, it's been compounding, but I'm trying to handle it as it comes. I'm doing my best. I feel like I am, but, you know. Okay, so sort of segueing into my next section, um, I have a question for you guys. So where did the power behind your voice come from? Um, what people or experiences helped to cultivate it? And then we'll get into the second part of the question. I feel like my voice is based in love and I know that that comes from my mom and the way that she has shown love and her capacity to love. And I was thinking recently about the way that I take photos and the types of images I like to make and create and they're mostly joyous definitely full of love and vibrancy and I was thinking about where that came from and I do know that it it, that capacity to love and my my model for love comes from my mom and her just being she has a huge heart and she has always just poured from it and I feel like that has a lot to do with the way that I see love in the world and I'm always looking for it and whatever you're looking for, you find. <laughs> so I feel like I am. Or finds you. Or finds you. <laughs> so I'm very lucky to be able to find it and see it in ways that that push me to want to, want to make something about it. Mm, I love you. Um, the power behind my voice comes from Smack URL. Queen of the Ring, (laughs) Battle Rap in general. Um, Yeah, my life has been really just filled with performance and art. Like when I was in daycare, and I was in daycare for a very long time. I was like, I was like from three months to like my after school program with them at like 13. (laughs) You're family friends. So you were old enough to help. Like you were one of the helpers. (laughs) I need to get my working papers. Um but 
and then even the summer camps after that, like we always went on extravagant trips, like and art field trips. So like science museums, Broadway plays, um, performances, shows, all of these things. And um, two, you know, like going to the city just in general, like there'd be so much energy and so much like we were very blunt and very like, you know, a lot of people said like we like I felt how I felt um, and people said what they said to like their fullest, you know, to the point where like, you know, moving out of New York, I had to make sure that I I am not so uh, this is how I feel, and this is exactly how I'm going to say it out loud, because that's not always the most productive thing to do in a friendship, in a family ship, in a relationship, in anything. Um, but really around this performance art, around like this boldness, um, uh, battle rap, and like, you know, re- me really liking how people uh, put bars together. Um, Kid Cudi, he was like the first artist that I ever heard. Like nine, like high school was a big deal in terms of music because we got Kid Cudi for me, and he was like talking about depression and like I never heard an artist um speak about that in that way and like I didn't even know like that genre of person got depressed or like my genre of person or just like. You know what I mean? And so I didn't really know what it was prior to, but, like, it helped me get um, through it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, listen, just, like, listen to someone feeling understood. And Kanye, because he was talking about, like, self-consciousness and, you know, like, you know, All Falls Down was, like, a very, like, it was, like, bars that I could really, I was like, oh, shit, okay. All of college you know? dropouts. I was like, yeah. that's my oh, shit. Right. Yeah. I ain't never been to college before. Right. But. Right. No. Every but single time. I remember being on the bus like, I've been working Work this great shit. And I ain't right. <laughs> you know, like that. Like, I went through life with that. Um, and so, like, being really specific in how I feel with my pieces, um, you know, last but not least, uh, my first, like, I went to the New Yorkian Cafe the, oh, in New York, which yeah. is very famous for, like, legendary spoken word artists that are just so stinking good. Like, it's just crazy. Heavy 90s vibe. Like, mm. real good. And the first time that I went there, uh, my first and only time, I've only been there once, um, I had been writing in my diary. Like, I wrote a lot. I had journals. My mom was always picking the locks. Um, How dare she? In my face. Like, the disrespect. Mm. Like, bitch. My mom did the same thing. I didn't have a lock. She just opened it. It My mom didn't do it to my face. She just came back with, like, oh, you read my fucking diary. Mm -hmm, (sighs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How dare you? Right. It's just, like, trust, bitch. Trust. Um, And so I had this this piece, and my friend Damon, Mm -hmm. who y'all know, wrote my name down. I was with Darrell, too, who y'all both know. Um, and that was my first ever performance, very foreshadowing, because, like, I had an open mic, me and some friends in college, but this is prior to that. Um, but I went up to do a poem in front of, like, this lineup of people who just fucking killed it. Like, there was this girl, her piece was, like, perm, wash, decondition, set, blow out, rat, spray your oil sheen, and then she just, like, would like bars and the fact that I can just remember that yeah, and then I she know. would go back the course and um I performed and like niggas applauded and I was like 
that was like a voice. Like I is a lot of things are subconscious, but like when I think about it, like they it's you know, it's just very apparent how they show up. You make me think of, I wanted to piggyback mm-hmm. off of what Taylor said. You make me think about another reason why I something that pushes my voice is the fact that you spoke about Cuddy and how seeing him and what depression looked like for him made you realize some things about yourself. And as I picked up a camera, I recognized I didn't see families that looked like mine. I didn't see people in love that looked like me or like my friends or like my family. And I, it kind of felt like my duty. Like I have to show people like what blended families look like, what it looks like to love your stepdad just as much as or more than your dad or whatever. Mm. So and just show people like black families, mixed families, what we look like in the Bay, like just what I've seen. And it Mm. felt like I didn't see that anywhere at the time. So it felt like I had to. And Instagram was starting to be a thing. It was like brand new and I was like oh all these all these pictures of people and of things I need to show y'all what my life looks like and so that that cutty um thing for you made me think about that for myself I was just thinking about that today I seen this video on Instagram of this black woman she's a mother she's pregnant and she was just fly and the it was a clip of just like her her man being like ah walking out the house a bunch of clips throughout her pregnancy um to show the her her belly but also her outfits because her outfits were fly so I'm like bitch she's like wearing silk brown dresses and heels like, out here making pregnancy look fly. hella sexy right, this is just hip and trendy and like like I realized that so often like the images that I got or the images that are in my some often in my head. Um, about like when I see a black woman being pregnant is like, oh, she's too young or, oh, this is like a trouble, there's a troubled relationship and, or blah, blah, blah. And like, it's just like something to be like, to like wince at, you know what I mean? A little bit before it's like, or brace myself on like, what are they about to associate with this? And like, just seeing like, here's this woman on her house, she was husband, she coming out, she look cute, she look good every day. Look at that belly growing. And he can't and help out, himself like, but record know? her as she exactly. walks out every day. He came to that on his own conclusion. <laughs> like, you know. All right, two part question. So <laughs> that was um the experiences that helped to cultivate your voice. But what about any people or experiences that may have destroyed it or like made you question it? Um, I feel really thankful that um, there have been voices that made me question it, just silly little things. Like when I first picked up a camera, I had a boyfriend who's like, you're not a photographer. You're just some girl who bought a camera. Fuck that boyfriend. No, but like, I, but that literally was what it was. I like was like, oh, I'm just trying to. Pop this for my social media. I'm just trying to make it popping. Uh, make my MySpace page popping or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not MySpace. <laughs> we were just talking about the, the girls from the she early was trying 2000s. trying to end up in everybody's <laughs> top eight. Hello, hello. <laughs> so, and then like I just, I feel like that for a long time that bothered me. And it like, it really, that voice would, would play in my head. Uh, but it's interesting because now I think about it and 
it didn't destroy me. Not even in that moment. It was just kind of annoying to hear. And I think about that in in reference to like things that might happen today. Um, other people saying things or doubting me and I can feel it or they literally just tell me, oh, I never would have thought you'd do that. So, <laughs> um, it just, yeah. <laughs> so it just feels like I, thankfully, those sort of things haven't necessarily destroyed me, but I do think that sometimes I get in my own head and I destroy myself. Mm, yeah, I'm oh, one of them too. It's just like the yeah. self, talking, self-destructive. Talking, I be talking the inside voice needs to be good. Yeah. Like, but even like my practice and like my rituals for myself and all, if I'm, if something bothers me, if I'm feeling like something externally has affected me, I get in this mode sometimes where I just can't move and I'm like, I'm stalled. And that that will be my self-destruction, just that the fact that I can't do anything. And it feels like I'm allowing for those emotions from that external event to influence and affect the whole day, the whole week, almost the month. Mm-hmm. Um so it's, it's myself. Yeah. What were you going to say? Um, any idea that I had many, there were, so I've had many ideas on how I wanted to live my life and things that I wanted to do for fun. Like growing up, I'd be like, oh, let's do this. Or I would wear something kind of wild. And my friends would be like, you look crazy. Like, I'm claiming that ass all day. Y'all don't understand fashions? Right. Because I go back and look at Tay's photos. I'm like, sis, sis. We had all kinds Yo, of looks. Looks for days. Before, like, I was like the first to wear Uggs in my little friend group. I was I took, too. And my homegirl came to me on a bus stop like, bitch, those Uggs are ugly. And it yeah. was just like, oh, okay. yeah. Wow. And I bet you're going to want some. And I bet they're so comfortable. It's crazy. Yeah. And I would pierce myself. I would have my piercings. Like I would listen to from yourself. I wouldn't pierce myself. Oh, okay. But like, you know, I had the bar in my ear. You know, I had my little Monroe. And I'll be out in the city all the time. And like, so like my friends at the time, they was like, why are you like it would be like, bitch, we chilling. We're not going out, whatever. But like, okay. And then in college, like there was ways that I want to be. Like, I remember in the school of business that I was in, like you know, we had a, a first, like, introductory lecture, and they were like, don't go in business meetings with red hair, and it was a slideshow. They had a picture of a person with red hair. I was like, bitch, my hair was all red. Like, it was like, it was pink, actually. It was a cupcake. It was cut like a little cup, like a little bowl cut. Um, they did not show pictures of pink. And, like, hair. it was, like, crazy. It was crazy me going into that building, because, mind you, twice a week we had to wear, like, black or navy, a black or navy suit, guys and girls, like. So, like... Um, or even like with, when coming here and like work and what I thought was like a work environment that I wanted to be in or like a life balance, work balance that I wanted to have or me coming to California or me getting locks or me getting Afro or me like doing this or me traveling to this country or me, whatever, like there has often been like you know, me wanting to be an entrepreneur, like me, you know, every has often been like a re- reaction or response, um, you know, or like some state of disbelief. But like how I feel about it now is like, I think that nobody really like I my my dreams have all often been 
very, you know, abstract. Um, like this video that we're watching. Um, <laughs> these visuals in front of us. Right. We need to take mushrooms. <laughs> right. like, really so just a lot like, going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and I think that, like, that's sometimes people's program, pre-programmed responses. Like, I think we have, like, pre-programmed, like, we, we might have this facial response or this verbal thing that we said, but it doesn't necessarily mean, like, what how we think about it 10 minutes from now. Like, you know... But, like, the person on the other end just feels that initial response. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm kind of, like, I know, like, I'm comfortable in knowing, like, what, how I think, how I dress, what I do, what I decide is going to be abstract to some and, and not to take, you know, any, any level of disbelief personally. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it is a little crazy. Yeah, I I feel like um to I'm um, I'm thinking too about some of the conversations we've had and I feel like for me it's not even like other outside external people it's my own voice but also like it took me a long time to stop hearing the voices of my parents sitting in there and, and like people that I'm the closest to, like I would hope that the people who are like my parents and family members would be my biggest cheerleaders, my biggest supporters, like all of that. But I can guarantee you that none of them will ever hear this podcast. <laughs> they will never, I could say anything I want to. I won't cause I love them. <laughs> but like, they're not listening, they're not listening. Yeah. like, you know, and so it's like, there's, um, I think for me, when I was finally able to step into my own self-actuality was when I moved away from my entire friend and family network. And when there was no baseline understanding of who I was, when there was like opportunity to reinvent myself and see myself differently and to think about the core values I wanted to embody. And I remember even going home, like after that, there was like a rub of like, who are you? You know, because they have an idea who I am. Like, if you talk to my family, they're like, oh, she's a, she's a hothead. She's fiery tempered. She'll go off on you. Like, wow. she's sweet. She, they're like, she's sweet and she's loyal. But like, I don't you know, get any of that. Right. Because that's like not, not the fieriness, the sweet and loyalty for sure. But but like, yeah, hot headed. No. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I've worked on myself, yeah. but it took me completely removing myself from that environment to feel like I could be seen for who I wanted to be and who I felt like I was versus who other people told me that I was. I can understand that. And I, my, one of my mottos is the Bay Area is kind of like an accelerator space for whatever it is that you want to do and what you want to be. So one of the things that I love about being here is that you can take that role of being like, I'm going to reinvent myself and nobody here knows me. Mm. And shit, even if they do know you, I've been here my whole life dang near and I will come outside if I want to and try again. So, and I think that that's just the magic of this space and being able to be here. And if it works here, 
it is going to fucking work anywhere. Yeah. So take that shit and run with it. And I'm happy that you've been able to. to... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, oh, my third question for the first part is a fun one. So I wanted to know, um, when was the last time that someone gave you a compliment that made you smile? And what was the compliment? My space. Compliment it today. Mm. <laughs> and this lady uh, came into the shop. I recently opened a plant studio. It's a hybrid oh, space. She's already a business owner. Now she owns <laughs> two businesses, bitch. Come to Vallejo. Please, see her plant shop. Please, please come hang you. out. <laughs> um, but Wait, what's the plant? It's the neighborhood plant The neighborhood dealer. plant dealer is the yeah. plant shop. And um, I, I run this little plant studio. And today I couldn't be inside the studio. And I had one of my closest friends in there. Shavoy was working it. Mm-hmm. And while she was in there, somebody randomly came in and made a reel. And she's like, this chick is super cool. She's like a coach online and has like a nice little following. And just came in and made a reel for the plant studio and jumped on her stories and just expressed how much she appreciated the space and it really made me cry um a lot because I wasn't even there to experience it but that's part of what made it really special for me was like I don't have to be here but it can still carry that energy (laughs) (laughs) and it just felt that it made me cry with with a lot of appreciation and gratitude um because while she didn't compliment me like that's my baby (laughs) what are you pouring into that space everything (laughs) love money tears (laughs) art (laughs) time (laughs) okay okay how do you want it to feel when people walk in Oh, I, um, I've cultivated the space, um, to be full of light, to feel energetically just clean and serene. Mm -hmm. Like you can just come in and whatever is on you, just literally, I want it to fall off. I don't want anybody to feel any heaviness when they walk into the Mm -hmm. space. So when you walk in, the colors are very specific. They're bright. They're colors that kind of make you mentally in more of a calm mood. Mm -hmm. And then there's the water features and fountains that might be going off. And it's filled with like light and brick, exposed brick. And it kind of, for me, it, it feels, it feels kind of like, not like, Anytime I think about exposed brick, I want I want to say New York, <laughs> but yeah. I it's not I know it's not like that. It's just like like, like that industrial yeah, feel, yeah. Uh, and it, it just feels really nice to bring something softer into the space. Yeah. So with the plants and like the colors and everything, I just want people to feel at home and like they don't. Yeah. There's no there's nothing heavy here. You can just chill and and be here. I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, do you remember the question? The About last compliment. Time, yeah, the last time someone gave you a compliment that made you smile. 
Uh, I can't remember. Um, I don't. I don't hear compliments mm. because, like, I don't want to. Like, whether some like I don't. I don't want to be like if somebody says something terrible about me or if somebody says something really great about me. I normally feel the same either way because mm. I don't want it to. Like I want to have, I want to like you know, is it and like I don't know ha- if that's good like or bad. Like it's, it's, not, like- it's not a boundary. Like so, it it kind of sounds bad because like it comes off as like, but it's like it's like oh, it's like a nice thing to say. Like, thanks. Like mm-hmm. you know, glad you like it. You know, or glad glad. Like it. Like I'll look at it more as like. Is that compliment showing that, like, I'm being a good person? It's a reflection of, like, yeah, you're being, like, the person you want to be. Like, you're being kind. You're, you know, your 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 efforts on, like, being a good person and a good friend to others and your family are, like, seen and, like, paying off. Like, I'll be like, all right, dope. Like, it looks like I've been treating people how I want to be treated. That's what, like, you know? Or, you know, making somebody feel like how I would have wanted to felt have felt, you know, in the same situation. Uh, so, like, I'll look at compliments more like that. But I think it's Tyler, the creator, like, it's somebody who I was, like, really into like that. Gave me a compliment on something that, like, I didn't even realize that I was doing. Like, I think maybe I just hear a lot of compliments about things that I, like, I'm actively conscious about doing mm. well. Like, and so I look at it like, all right, it, it came off well, like, all right, lit. But, like, mm, versus a compliment yeah. that, like, I didn't even know I did that, yeah. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> I, wow. And, again, perfect that Tyler is now the visual on the room. Cause <laughs> sex That's is your a sex symbol mm-hmm. for real. What were you gonna say? I feel like I've seen I've seen Taylor be complimented, and it's interesting because I see you immediately go into critique mode, and it's like, what is it that you liked about this? And then it's not only what is it that you like, but how can I do better? Which, when I first met you, I was like, I that it was, I had never experience somebody that was already doing so good be like what what can I do better what what is it that I can do and it's like no that was perfect I'm so happy (laughs) I felt so good I felt so full like there's nothing that you could do to make me feel any better but just the fact that that's where your brain went to um and I witness it in real time all the time (laughs) I see you like receive be there in a space where somebody is complimenting you and I can see it kind of going over your head and you being like okay cool but what was it what what exactly did was it that you received and I can see you kind of like having a deeper dive into it for yourself in that moment and that's why I say I don't know if it's good or bad. Because... I was going to ask her, like, as a friend, because I have my lens as a friend, to be honest. But, like, as a friend, what what do you, like, what are you wishing in that moment? Or, like, what are you observing that you would want her to know? Sometimes I think about it as, like, Taylor's mad humble. <laughs> and she's there's, like, a humility in her that, like, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And... There are other times where I'm like, is she feeling fed? Does do you know how bomb you are and how dope the things it is that you do are and how 
cool you are for being somebody who wants to do all of these things and dedicate your life to giving back to people. Like, and sometimes I do wonder if that translates over. Yeah. I like to change my answer about receiving a compliment <laughs> about something I don't you have know. An so now you have an experience. Yeah. Okay, but nice. wait, I have a I have a follow up question because that actually was a question that I was gonna ask, but then I took it off, and now I'm bringing it back. So <laughs> pay attention. Um, but okay, so I I want to go person by person, but I want to know like what's something about the person that you think other people don't necessarily see that they should know about them. Like we all know, we, we spend enough time with each other. We've seen each other at work, at play, like, et cetera. Like what's something you wish other people knew about them as your friend? And I feel like we'll start here and we'll work our way down. So that means you have to go first. About me, me. this one. Oh, so nice. Dorian, yes. So Dorian, what do you, Taylor? What do you wish more people knew about Dorian? Um, I'd like to say I I can't wait for more people to see like how talented Dorian is at what she does as a photographer, because I get her pictures every month, twice a month, on like events that I have, and like I see. A lot of the things that she does differently, new techniques, the new talk it out pictures, the perspectives that you use for like an intimate event to make it like really storytelling was like really great, you know? Um, And they're really, it's just like, it's crazy. It's like I have like hundreds of pictures of just like great options um, and they convey energy. Like I use them in decks all the time. I use them in grants all the time. I use them in a proposal too recently, you know, and they really tell the story of the brand like very, very well. Um, and so the the muscle that you like work out all the time, like I I see the summer bod, like, you know, and it's yeah, only because you really... in the gym shooting with me. <laughs> she stays in the gym. She stay in the gym when you shoot with her. <laughs> and that's what I appreciate. And she critiques and nothing like not Wait, critiques, critiques. This but... is about you right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. I see what you're doing. I haven't gone yet. We're gonna pause. We're gonna get to Taylor. She's next, but now it's my turn to talk about you. <laughs> well, I'm only that good because of Taylor. I'm only only good at helping with documenting those events because Taylor lets me shoot in the gym with her and she also pushes me to seek out new perspectives. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So it's my turn to talk about Dorian. So I was going to say something I wish that more people knew about you is like, I think when, so when I first met you, I was like, damn, this bitch is about her business. She's not fucking around. She's getting in these events. She's up, down, high, low. Like, and I think other people see that too. And they're just like, she going to get her shot. Okay, but then I think being in like a one on one capacity with you in a photo shoot, like um, you're just so like soft and encouraging. And like I have a very vivid memory of just like 
I don't let anyone take pictures of me. I hate seeing pictures of myself. But like we did some shrooms and you like move the hair out of my face and you were like, oh my God, that looks so gorgeous. Like you were just gassing me the fuck up. Mom, but you did. <laughs> but like I th- I feel like people um I, I, I feel like they already do, to be honest, because, like, your energy is just so dope. But I think you have a very beautiful, nurturing cheerleader energy that, like, you should just continue to let people experience that. Cause, it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but the people that you allow to experience it, I hope that they really <laughs> value and appreciate it because it's dope. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's your turn. Okay, so I get to talk about Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yes, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. yay. <laughs> so one thing that I feel like people, I don't, I don't like. It's very apparent about you, but I don't know if people get it. Taylor will give you everything she's got. <laughs> Literally, like she, she's the best fucking date you will ever have. Like I promise you, <laughs> she's so like. I feel like you're very attentive to people, and you pour into people based on what it is that you've learned from them. And you are gonna be a great partner to somebody, and I love, I love that. And I feel like that is something that people might not always see in you and it probably is because when we're out working and doing things you do have this very business like we can tell you're fun we know that you have fun but in my head I'm like who's she having fun with what is she doing who's she kicking it with because this is fun and I know she's having fun it's like I feel like I just wish people would know like and 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 really understand the intentionality of how you pour into people like people might feel it when they're around you um because i feel like there's not you can't not feel it when you're around you but i want people to know how intentional all of that pouring is and how you you go above and beyond to do it and the ways that you do it is is through your research and understanding what it is that that space needs for you at that time and then you attack I like it. Wow. Wow. Um, For me, on Thundercat. Come on, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, I was gonna say, okay, like, because I gave a first impression for Dorian. Mine for you, I was like, oh my gosh, like, who is this person who is all? Glitters and rainbows and sparkles, and she just stepped into the room. Very well, and could like, be talking about my outfit. <laughs> it was probably your outfit and your personality, but like you just like came up, and then like the event started. Like as soon as Taylor no, showed up, that the shit started. I was like, okay, so that was like my first impression. But I think um, what I wish more people got to see, like especially getting to know you, I think you're like the least judgmental person 
ever. Like, I could literally <laughs> tell you anything. Like, I could be like, yo, I just killed this nigga and I buried him in my backyard. <laughs> and she'd be like, what was going on? Like, are you okay? Like, you're just... Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. She's so, like, understanding. What were the incidents that led up to Right. Like, 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 she's like, walk me to it. And I think that, um, I, I honestly, I feel like when you do that, though, I feel like you tap into something about people like I think people are so scared in the time we live in to be to be anything they're just like I don't want to be labeled as anything and I think all of us have like behaviors that sometimes don't always suit us and I feel like um both like my positive negative everything like I could tell you anything that I've done and I don't feel like you would judge me for it I feel like you would be like Okay, like that's where we at. That's what we're doing. I wish maybe it wasn't, but that's where it is. And I think sometimes you want that from other people too and you don't always get that. But I feel like um, I was thinking about this the other day. I just think you have a huge amount of empathy for people and their experiences. And um, you allow yourself to like not judge them for it and I think that's like a really powerful thing yeah y'all are definitely reflections of the woman that I want to be like on purpose and like I said before with compliments like in real life how I take them it's like you know that's how I think people should be in the world like you know treat others how you want to be treated you know Mm -hmm. I, you know, I take that seriously as a, a life m- mission, I yeah. guess you can say. Not motto, because I don't want to be saying it out loud. Like, I think I just <laughs> might have use these words it's at the same answer. time in this way for the first time ever. But <laughs> um, um, Okay, so... So now we can tell you something about you. <laughs> Oh, was that she gonna we, pass that? She was going oh, to try. I know. I saw it. I saw it. How to oh, how to how wow. to make it the creator of the game? <laughs> wow, I'm a Virgo. Wow. I was really like. Okay, so can so I go? Next can I go? This is so awkward. Cringe. Well, cringe. I will tell take you. That, take that. Take <laughs> that. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna just cover my face. I'm gonna cover my face. Some receiving compliments. Just keep compliments this is on uncomfortable. the <laughs> But. I feel like you, I feel like there's so many things that I wish that I like, could tell you and that you would believe from me. Um, you, you're one of the most beautiful women I know. You're super smart and I really appreciate your mind. Um, <laughs> Daddy. I think it's really sexy baby. that you be on your Instagram telling people about all of these um, private libraries and all of the places that they can go to get their book, their book porn from, oh and everything. God, so that is one of the sexiest <laughs> things about you to me. <laughs> my naughty librarian. Yes. <laughs> so, but I just really, I feel like your capacity to love and love on other people is really cool, and I really appreciate that. And I can see how it translates into so many aspects of your life, into your writing, into your artistry, into just the way that you live and celebrate. 
And I think that the beauty of you should be celebrated a, a lot. Uh, clink, clink. Um, my turn. Ayo, hey, coach, check me in. <laughs> Don't rub it in. <laughs> so for you guys. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I always want to me. I always wanted to have a moment of a spit take. I never thought it would happen. I- so Lynn loves spit play. Just FYI. Wow. No, I never thought it would happen in real life. <laughs> I wish I had a video for y'all. I'll put so, it on the OnlyFans later. Lynn, Lynn just gave me a water shower. Um, oh my a God. transplant shower. Oh my God. Okay. Is this a new section in the podcast? Yeah, is this, this a new is, intro to yeah, another this is the topic? Kink community. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the king community. Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for y'all that are in ASMR, right. one just <laughs> just spit all over oh, Taylor. No. You need to take a quick shower immediately, bitch. Oh no! Oh no! Okay. All right. Now that you've done the most extreme thing possible to try to divert the literally my personality. (laughs) Um, I think that you are so adorable and so cute. Um, you remind me of Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, yes. I got the oh same hairstyle by accident, but y'all's <laughs> energy is the same. Um, you are also very, like, you're a very sexy woman. You also gave me, we had the gift that we were texting about. It was, uh, what's the movie with Marilyn Monroe, Diamonds, about diamonds? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, diamonds, you know, the yeah. diamonds one, yeah. you know, that mm-hmm. movie. And you give me that, like even as you like sit and talk on the podcast now, and you yeah, like, talk, so, your 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 hand is moving like a maestro, yeah. but in a sexy way. Just you know, um, you sit with a straight back, like bitch. Like I tried, and then I was like, you know, so I'm gonna just you know get comfortable. Like you're very feminine mm-hmm. and sexy and cute, and like. The fact that, like, but also, like, kind of like Daria, the fact that you yeah. juxtapose with pink and black yeah. is <laughs> very fitting, you know? Like, she wears black, like, all the time, and then it'd be, like, pops of pink or, like, a pink day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, yeah, you have a personality that is very much like a, a character on a movie you know, baby girl to the max. Yeah, like, like, kind of, no less like the 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 movie that was like half animated, half real life. Cool world. No, 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 no. With the rat, rabbit, Jessica Rabbit. Oh, you know, I know what you're talking about. I do not. Yeah. About. So you know, and it's fun to watch. It's fun to be friends with. Like you know. Mm. And all the elements that even break it down more, like, you know, having you having all the burnt Y2K CDs. I love it. At home or the records or like, you know, how you collage um, your art, um, all the things like it's just like really, really. 
like interesting too. Like you know, it's it's you know, it's it's fun on the surface and it's fun in the middle. It's fun in the depth. Yeah. I accept and receive it. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, we're going into the deeper questions now. I hope y'all are ready. <laughs> um, this first one made me giggle. That's why I'm like, mm. So um, I think another thing that the three of us have in common is that um, community is really important to us. And being a part of one, cultivating one, um, all of the above, like our things I've seen us be compelled to do. So um, sometimes when we're in community with others, um, we can be asked to sacrifice parts of ourselves in order to support the communities that we're building. Um, do you feel like you're able to bring all of yourself um, to what you do? Um, I try to be my full self at all times. I, I really do. I really try to make it a practice, whether I'm in community or at work or with friends or with family or with prospects or with potential investors or with like I I try to be the same. And and the same is just like I do I do what's organically to me and I speak in everybody's language, like you know what I mean? But it's in my translation of like what is my how I really feel, what I really think, you know. Um, I don't want to like. I want to focus on that. I don't want to like change. I like I I always want to be. I always want to say what I need to say or do what I want to do or like feel how I want to feel, and be okay with that. Like with my natural response to a thing, like you know, like I feel like I try to be as conscious as possible to in in as you know aware of myself as possible and to have worked out as much as the kinks as I can as possible to trust myself to you know what my sudden intention is or or what joke I have to say or you know me dancing a fool because that's how I dance bitch I like to dance <laughs> this is me like fucky or like you know <laughs> wearing like my having my titties out all the time <laughs> or crop tops meetings uh you know <laughs> I'm very much like but like I'm always like my character itself is what's always being like polished and so you know how, like you know me looking at Rihanna's you know art and learning more about that and being like, I can speak to this or me being like, I've, I've produced this scale of event. I can speak to this or I've been, I sat in enough meetings to know when this, like how, like, like what somebody needs when they're saying it and like how to trim the fat, like, <laughs> and like yeah. the practice now is like working on just, you know, trying to be, do that as directly and as with care as possible. Um, and so yeah, like, like I, it's it's in a way to where like nobody, I I don't want nobody to be able to be like, you did this to me on purpose, blah blah blah. You years ago, da da, and I could really just be like, whatever it was, I might not even remember it, but like, 
I had good intention because I constantly have good intention mm-hmm. and not being a dickhead, like, you know, or not being malicious. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I know me in that way. Yeah. So I was like, I can hear it. Like, you know. Yeah. I think, um, I'm out if you don't mind. Okay. I think for me, um, I always wanted to be in community with people and that was never like the issue but learning how to show up fully sometimes could be when I was younger especially like when other people's opinions thoughts like how they thought I should be and do like honestly had a huge impact on me and I think there was a part of my life where I would say that I was more of a like people pleaser and I think also being the oldest daughter too and like helping to raise my sister and take care of my parents like I was always taught to like fill in where needed and I think um the good part of that is learning to be a shapeshifter and learning to be able to fill in um to different things but the bad part of it is sometimes feeling lost myself and and not feeling like I could show up fully to things and I think now I'm in a place where I'm just not willing to do that it's like if the space doesn't allow me to show up fully and bring my full self I don't want to be a part of it and I think I understand better now that I could choose and I don't think I always understood that when I was a younger person I feel like one of the one a lot a lot of where my misunderstanding was was my capacity um i wanted mm. i am a recovering people pleaser and wanted to be everywhere at all of the times and just recognizing where i just while i want to show up as my full self or most authentic self i just don't even have the capacity to because I'll run myself and I'll be like, oh, I want to try to do three events in one day without thinking like by the time you get to that third one, you won't be you. You're literally going to be a skeleton and like (laughs) a zombie of yourself. And I bet you didn't eat. So you're definitely going to like you're not going to be you. Um, And I feel like the older I get, the more I understand what it is that I really have the capacity for. So while I'm super thankful because I feel like I am able to show up as like my full self, whatever that is, um, in the past and not too much now, but in the past, it was really difficult because it was like I want to show up as my full self, but I've I've depleted myself so much that I don't even have the capacity to even if the space would allow for me to be that. I don't even have it in me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll recognize that now as my passions are become all of my, I, for whatever reason, I want to monetize on all the things that I love. So mm-hmm. I, my passion. I feel like that's how you never work a day in your life. <laughs> but then sometimes you it, you're just so tired. Yeah, that's true. And when I, when you show up in spaces, it's still, people are like, well, aren't you happy to be here? I am happy. I just don't have the energy to show you or to 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 do extra sometimes. And it, and it's just like, oh, that feel it like while 
I still feel very much like I'm being my true self. Am I showing up as my whole self? Because mm. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, my battery's already half out. That's why I love like having friends who like we are beyond the stage where like I cannot say anything and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, because it's, I definitely feel that like there's a lot of, it's a lot of energy. I feel you on the entrepreneur tip, like being exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then I also feel you like a lot of people have like their close friends that they're with all the time. And then like they go out like occasionally and like have the energy to like say hi on that like once a week, once every two weeks where they see a bunch of people. And versus like every day, <laughs> kind of, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and you like, it could be important to have deep connections. And so, like, you want to connect with, like, everybody. But, like, you know, one time you might be like, yo. And it could be, like, you know what I mean? But, like, that person's not going to understand. Yeah, You exactly. know, like, they might just feel. And it could be also the way, sometimes the way energy attracts could be that same person, like, every time. You know, they that's just how they know you. That's just how they know you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, like, yeah. Like, I like I get it, too. Like, so. I'm sure it's it's do. not it's not the it's not the easiest, you know. Sometimes like you know you just sometimes you want to be like on the DL, yeah, and not be thought of as a dickhead, as a DH. I wonder sometimes how that works for you, given you are the front of so many so much of what you have going on. Uh, for me, like, one is even weird to hear that because it's like, bitch, who am I? Like, (laughs) like, uh, but on on the other other hand, like, I just try to think of it as like, if like, okay, about a hundred people see me a month, you know, so, um, and then we have like larger events that might have like three hundred or five hundred people. So I say like about two thousand people, you know, they're like the individual, you know person might see me a year um and like when I like when someone says hi like I know like for me to say hi to somebody like it could be very like anxious and you like like for me to just be like what's up like I like what you do can take a lot of courage like you know for somebody to be a dickhead like you know what I mean um could be like you know, we're especially again if you're, you know, when you're always around the same people and like you occasionally see someone new, versus like for me, like I might have these conversations more frequently throughout the day, like you know, mm-hmm. or like to have a certain amount of energy, like hey, mm-hmm. like five times, you know, and be like yo, uh huh, and or and it doesn't even just have to be on a friendly tip. Like some some people can be like, you know you 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 want to work with and so you know having that energy your networking you're like you know giving your pitch of what you do um or like I'm new here so like you know meeting a new person just like you know you just being somebody new or like you know whatever you know I I like try to keep up with all of my friends so like I'm often on like friend dates like you know what I'm saying like what's up I haven't talked to you in two months like you know also go- checking back home with my family they want to call me every day I'm like grandma bitch please <laughs> like 
fuck. Yeah, not every can't day. Talk to you every day. And then like my friends from home, and then like so I'm going to the Bahamas on a cruise with them because like bitch, I haven't been on vacation with them for mad long, but I've been on friends with vacations with like my my other friends, and, like these these are bitches that like we grew up together. So like me saying no in that regard, I'm like all right, bitch, get the money, you know, mm-hmm. like. And they probably like, well, we already seen you. <laughs> I feel like I, you know, my mom definitely felt like that. Like, like, bitch, what? How? How many years are you gonna like not have this vacation? Like, you know that you're gonna, you know, but but bitch, you in Spain? Okay, <laughs> you know, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like I want to also like illustrate the sometimes the heaviness of it too, like from my perspective. Um, because I, I always come back to this memory when I think about like sometimes what it means to be a black woman. I feel like I've been writing a poem about this, but like, um, me and you and another person like went on (laughs) vacation, um, in 2020 and it was, and we went to this like, you know, little Airbnb in Marin and we had this whole plan for what we were going to do. where I first do. tried my gummies that I had like eat. <laughs> it was, yeah. And it was our first like friend vacation that we took together. And when we were on the vacation, um, you know, like the first day it was like super restful. We went, we walked up to this like waterfall. We like envisioned like what this waterfall could be used for and talked about it. And it was just like such a beautiful, serene time. When we came back down, there was like a wishing tree and we hung wishes on it. And then the very next day, um, uh, there was a like shooting, like the police had killed someone and there was a, protest in um downtown Oakland and we were supposed to stay until five and we ended up leaving at like 1 p.m because we all sat down together and talked about like not just not fully feeling right like not being there with other people and like we drove and and during the trip mind you we had talked about like I at the time I was super depressed. I was going through something traumatic. Like you were going through shit. The other person was going through shit. But like when this happened, it was like we're going to set all that aside. We're going back to Oakland. We're going to show up to this thing. And then you ended up being like on a bullhorn in front of this like crowd of people. And it's like I think about that so often <laughs> because I think about the fact that we were supposed to be resting, enjoying, and doing our own thing. And then something called us to be like, oh, no, we have to show up in community with people, even if we're, like, maybe not in the best place to do that. That's why I love you. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me, hearing that about you. That's exactly who you are. Yeah. I feel like... I naturally feel that like intense about all the things. And it's just like anybody with a goal, like it's like I want my people to be good. I want them to be happy. I don't want niggas dying. I don't want people to be going crazy through microaggressions. Like I think all of this stuff, I call it what it is, it's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even though it's kind of hard to say it, it takes like like courage to say that because like it's so normal. And 
you know, like it's at at a certain point, it's just like, yo, how like this. You know, the more the more honest we are about how we feel about things, and and just you know, like thinking of ways where you know it's a work life balance. It's it's a like this is how I feel. This is how I feel the world should be. This is what fun is. This is how you know. These are the lives. This is the things that we do. This is the beautiful places that we go throughout the day. So we eat. This is how we chill. This is how we rest. Um, this is what we do for fun. This is how we make friends. This is how we love. You know. Um, I I do that like being smart about in ways that I think, and that's through all of our crafts, the ways that we inject that into the world and like luckily I think if you find a craft um you find what you like really love what you're really talented at what you have a knack for you put all of that intention into it it's like that's like that's that's the work that you've done and you can I think you can focus on like that that personal thing that you love that you know you being uh behind your pictures your photography your plants, you know, your visual art, your writing, your podcast. I ran in the house. <laughs> um, it's like we put all of our intentions on, like, you know, you talked about like wanting to see more love, wanting to reflect love. Like that energy that you put out when other people experience that art, like it bursts back because then they see it and then their receptors go off, you know? Um or people might hear you talk about something taboo and might feel more comfortable and feel like it's not like they're not crazy or they feel like, oh, this is not so bad. Like this is natural. Um, this is fun to indulge. Um, you know, it it's the energy you put in for the the what bounces what refracts back. And I think the the key to this, like what makes it great is that um you can be really focusing on something that brings you personal joy and like going about your own craft in the own ways versus like changing who you are. Like, I think I don't envy politicians that they have like, you know, like I like that we get to like have fun and go through rabbit holes on our own art and like byproduct, you know, the, what the change then enacts. That makes me think of like the last question I had for this section because I feel like part of what you're talking about is like like um, passion and just I think um, sometimes when I think of like the difference between sensuality and sexuality, I think of passion and just like it extends sensuality to me extends to everything in life that you're just like passionate about and feel deeply. So like. I can have like a sensual obsession with like crab and like eating crab and seafood. Who doesn't, bitch? Right, right. <laughs> oh, whose card are we putting? Right, <laughs> right. Where he at though? <laughs> Traveling. Who's going to fly me somewhere? I'm just saying. But Who yeah, just... Uber eats me bag right. of crab right now. <laughs> but like, I so and I think sometimes. Um, it's hard for the world to 
grapple with the difference between sexuality and sensuality. But then I also think it's hard as women to understand, like as as we're growing up to understand the difference between our sensuality and sexuality because people can try to put so much stuff on us. So I guess for this section, my last question is just like, for you, what's the difference between your sensuality and sexuality or like, and when did you feel like you were able to define those two concepts for yourself? It's interesting because I feel like um, for me, sensuality not always is connected to sexuality. And I recognize myself being sensual a lot. And it's not intentional all the time, but when it comes off, I'm like, oh, that was kind of cute. I liked that sometimes. And then sometimes I'm like, you got to catch yourself, girl. You can't be doing that all the time. You wildin'. (laughs) So like, for example, like at photo shoots, um, there was a time where it felt really good for me to be able to direct men. And um, you had some sexy men too. I remember during we men used are, to talk, oh yeah, my gosh, we used to talk about just like, ooh, we like, I don't I know need how to you post just some be, of these men I, I photographed sometimes. Yeah, and you just be alone with them. And like, I am very polyamorous and I just I have to learn how to control myself. And you had just the ooh, but anyway, but it's fun, it's fun. And like, I, I, I didn't. I I used to hate photographing men and I don't know when like I kind of feel like maybe like two years ago like some sort of switch happened for me and I I felt I literally was just like kind of directing somebody on how to pose for me and it 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 felt uh not completely sexual almost it kind of felt dommy, and I was like, "Who was dommy? Me." Mm. <laughs> I don't normally want to do that, so it felt really nice and fun. And I was like, and the way that people would react to me, I was like, "Oh, this kind of feels not sexual, but very sensual." Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and I recognize that in my work sometimes I can. I can come off that way. Oh, that's when you're putting you all the passion in your, in your work. That's when you, oh, you know, wow. when you look at a photo and it feel you feel the sex, you know what I'm saying? Or you feel the love. You shooting with love. You see the love. Yeah. And you being like, I could be like, I'm feeling kind of dummy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do this, do this. You, you, I'm, what would make me want to have sex with you? What would make me attracted to you? Like, do that, do that. Because you're moving with that energy to capture that. Because that's mm-hmm. what you're trying to get them to pull out. So that, you know, that's it. That's how it embeds in your work. And I feel like sometimes it can be something as simple as like, okay, turn your eyes around that way. And now bring Even your eyes to my lens. the way you lens. said that was sensual. <laughs> okay, turn your eyes that way. <laughs> and then like, I feel like when I'm like, oh, bring your eyes to my lens. Like, yeah. People are super like into it. And, yeah. and like I, after I hear myself saying that, I'm like, oh, that's kind of sensual. Yeah. And I, 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 I recognize myself doing it more in every day. Yeah. Um, just the way, the language that I choose. Mm-hmm. One hundred. Yeah. 
Did you just say 100? I did. I was going to say 100%, <laughs> but it didn't come out all the way because I'm a it's little like bit YG drunk right and high. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say 100%, um, but, you know, I can't Sister be bothered. Sister said the 100 of <laughs> She threw oh up that God. red one. I did. I did. <laughs> underline, underline. Um, <laughs> um, can you repeat the question? Oh, um, the difference between your sensuality and your sexuality, and when you like started to realize it, the difference. Um, I guess when it comes to attracting other people, like, uh, it's a little bit of both my sensuality and my, no, I'll say maybe it's mostly sensuality. And I'm just very confident in, like, who I am and what I have to say. Like, I say something and I have, you know, the same, I don't cringe, you know, I give eye contact, you know. I'm charming so I can give a little smile. I can like pat my head and rub my stomach at the same time. Dang, you're all talented. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do one of these um, or one of these? Uh, I think if I'm like looking at a person with this poker face and like seeing like the 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 ways that they respond to like mm-hmm. my slight movements and gestures, um, while again like keeping a poker face but like playing the board. You know? mm-hmm. And it's like like sex also like with like pitching like you know what I mean like um and I get to turn on the things that attract the people who I'm talking to cuz that's often the goal like you know not I mean in certain ways like um so like there I will like and I think that that like I get better at time like if I mess up like it's sometimes like that look weird why is she doing that weird thing <laughs> <laughs> or something I don't know I, like I try to get like I try to like you know okay I just gotta work on being charming like I like to take <laughs> being charming as a sport yeah. you know cause I like it like I think it's very like cool it's just like the the Marilyn Monroe kind of like yeah. it's like that's a like she like they used to work that's a work at it you know mm. Audrey Hepburn or like you mm. know Diane Carroll you know what I'm saying like so my sensuality is when like I'm I'm able to like move my body and like my face and do small things and like I see the response from other people. Mm-hmm. Um I feel in control and it's like purely by like my face, my body, like that's that are doing these things. My thoughts, you know, the words what I'm saying. Um and so those are like raw. Those are like the raw goods, which I think, you know, seeing those raw goods out and what they make is pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. I might, I might whisper in a nigga's ear like, baby boy, do you like me in my do-rag? <laughs> <laughs> wow, full circle moment coming back to Thundercat. <laughs> I feel trying like. Trying to tell you the truth. <laughs> trying to smash in my do-rag. <laughs> Very strict eye contact, like minimal laughing. I'm hearing, I'm hearing body language, like, in general. <laughs> you know. I was gonna say, um, for me, I feel like, um, 
I so I am I am a very naturally like flirty like person like an essential person like when I talk to people I feel like I've it's taken me a long time to understand that just because I enjoy flirting it doesn't mean that I'm always sending a signal to someone and I can be very clear with them about like this is for fun this is how I communicate I'm a little cheeky you know like whatever but I think um for a long time like when I was a kid um, people could misinterpret that in a way that made me sort of feel like I was hypersexualized or like that's what I wanted or that's what I was asking for. I, I will also add to like, I think, um, when I started to go through puberty, I was horrified because all of a sudden, like my boobs got big and like, but it was just way earlier than what I was ready for. And um, I think before I even sexualized myself, other people sexualized me. And I think it's taken me a really long time to understand what my own sexuality looks like outside of other people's thoughts, opinions, et cetera, and how um, I can still be like a really sensual being and be pure or be... Um, a kindergarten teacher or be a mom and a wife at the same time as being a fully realized, like sexual, sensual person. So I think for me, like one of the things was just um, forgetting like societal scripts that tell us like how, what we should do, how we should be, et cetera. Um, and I think sometimes it's like easy to say like, oh yeah, for sure. That's what I want to do. But sometimes we're so ingrained in the ideas that people have for us and the trajectory in life we should be on that um, we don't even notice that we're like unconsciously following along with things that maybe are not even like for us. So yeah, so I think, I think, um, I think when I came into my like 30s <laughs> and I was like still not married still didn't have no kids like I was like and I'm still a bad bitch oh, and I still look like I'm 20 come on. something and I was just like the rules don't matter like whoever made these rules they just don't matter I don't know why we talk about them I don't know why we subscribe to anything like everything is just everyone's own journey in life and I think ever since I started trying to think with that mentality I've been able to practice more sensuality and being present in moments in thinking about the things that give me joy and happiness and pleasure like in my life but it took it took uh the like work of just forgetting everything everyone else says Okay, to close us out, um, we're just going to say one word for, um, like, so I believe that imagining things in order to create them is, like, really important. So when you imagine the woman that you're becoming, thinking, like, 10 years, 20 years, what's one word you would use to describe that woman? Courageous. Legacy. Mine is um, dynamic. Yeah.
I'm hella excited to see both of you manifest that shit because I've already seen both of you manifest so much. So, <laughs> you know, now that y'all are aunties, um, <laughs> I will be looking forward to um, my uh, son having a courageous and auntie with just a dope fucking legacy and i appreciate you guys coming on and i think we can like clank clank uh to that and say good night to the people (laughs) all right let's get some burgers quickly Before we go, want to give a few shout outs. First, to our wonderful, dynamic, just illustrious, beautiful producer and sound engineer, Rihanna Simone, um, who is in the studio with us every week producing and making sure we sound good and making sure everything makes sense um if you want to see more of her work there'll be links to her social media in the description for our show um and also our theme song is produced by rihanna natural phenomenon and features poetry by me and the beautiful angelic full voice that sounds like honey timbriel you can find her social media and links also in our description and you can even find a link to natural phenomenon on spotify if you'd like to hear the whole thing which you do so go give it a listen (laughs) and one thing i love about adult happy hour is we have a wonderful community of listeners and this all started with an instagram post which led to weekly discussions sharing resources learning and so much more i get so excited when y'all see me in public and tell me you've come from something you've heard on the show or when you dm me to tell me you did some kinky shit and i want us to continue having moments like this if you learned something tonight or if you really just enjoy hearing us giggle join us on patreon where you can hear behind the scenes shenanigans hotels and conversations that just get deeper and juicier it also helps us to continue bringing you the content that you love so follow the link in our bio and if you're not already following us on instagram what are you doing jk um you can find me at poetry and tings and we do adult happy hour in my story every single thursday i cannot wait to hear from you and thank you so much for supporting us